You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea nourishes and inspires. It is the most ancient of plant-based medicines, simultaneously energizing the body as it soothes the mind. Making tea is an art and craft as described on the Tea Biz portal. Intimately local, the 200 billion tea trade exerts global influence, employing millions to enhance the well-being of all. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Stubborn inflation nudges the U.S. economy towards a cliff. Starbucks announces a retail renaissance. And Orthodox tea exports fall short of demand. Plus, organizational discipline enabled Sri Lanka's tea industry to cope with the country's worst economic crisis since gaining independence. Following the pandemic, many industries on the island ceased to exist due to political and financial difficulties. However, the island's tea industry continued to battle on, reports T-Biz correspondent and PMDT Managing Director, Danajaya Silva. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Elliptia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Tea brands brace for a downturn as core inflation remains high, undermining consumer confidence. The sound of crashing stock markets this week reinforced the likelihood that a recession is just over the horizon. Nevertheless, in August, retail spending remained robust, bolstered by low unemployment and higher-than-expected savings. As a result, in-store expenditures grew by 12.3% compared to August 2021. Holiday sales projected at 7.1% by MasterCard will cushion the next quarter, but there will be a slowdown in retail sales in 2023 as interest rates jump. Inflation is the culprit, stubbornly remaining at 8.3% in August, down from July and June, but energy and food prices accelerated to 6.3%, up from 5.9% in June and July. 
Wholesale tea prices remain firm due primarily to scarcity as tea production in India and Sri Lanka has declined. Demand from the Russian Federation has returned to pre-invasion levels and Russian buyers are paying a premium without flinching. Kenya has sufficient stocks and low auction prices, but it is an unfortunate victim of transport costs that curb demand. Spring teas were spared, but yields from the summer harvest in much of southwestern China, Hunan, Hubei, and Zhejiang have declined. David's Tea, North America's largest tea chain, is a bellwether. The company reported second quarter net loss of $4.8 million. Sales totaled $15.2 million, down 18.7% year-over-year. CEO Sarah Siegel told investors, quote, After successfully navigating through the COVID-19 pandemic, we are now coping with additional headwinds, notably mounting inflationary pressure and recessionary fears affecting consumer habits. Sales and profitability decreased year-over-year mainly due to an uncertain macroeconomic dampening demand in the short term. Ominously, the declines were primarily online. Sales from e-commerce through July 31st decreased by 6.5 million, or 43.9%, to 8.3 million, compared to sales of 14.8 million in the prior year quarter. Last year, e-commerce sales represented 79.1% of David's T's revenue. In 2022, the contribution is 54.6%. However, sales at the company's 18 brick-and-mortar locations grew by 1.1 million to 4.2 million during the first half of the year. Brick-and-mortar transactions accounted for 27.6% of total sales, compared to 16.6% in the prior year quarter. Business Insight Retail consultant Joseph Cambrato advises readers of Entrepreneur Magazine to do the following six things in anticipation of a downturn. First, reduce expenses. Prioritize cash flow and consider a line of credit. Next, lower your supply chain risk and automate what you can to reduce labor costs. Finally, focus on employee retention. In their annual compensation best practices report, PayScale found that 76% of organizations experienced labor shortages in 2021. Turnover averaged 24%, much of which was voluntary. In addition, the report found that 44% of U.S. companies say they are losing employees over pay as wages drop in real value month over month. Promising a retail renaissance, Starbucks executives say they are reinventing the company, budgeting $450 million for in-store technology in addition to new well-being benefits and increased pay. Speed of service is a priority. Improvements to the mobile order and pay app and a new cold beverage system 
will reduce the time it takes to make drinks. Stores with Clover Vertica will deliver freshly ground, freshly brewed coffee in 30 seconds. Store remodels will improve customer experience by, quote, unlocking the intersection of convenience and connection, end quote. The intent is to expand the third-place experience beyond the physical store, reports the company. Chief Technology Officer Deb Hall Lefebvre says, quote, we will never replace our baristas. Rather, our job is to automate the work and simplify it so that their job gets easier, end quote. Founder and interim CEO Howard Schultz told investors the company would open 2,000 new U.S. locations to launch a, quote, new era of growth, end quote. According to the company, the three-year expansion will deliver comparable store sales of 7 to 9 percent. Revenue will grow by 15 to 20 percent. Quote, Starbucks is a growth company and our accelerated expansion is a direct reflection of the expected returns from our reinvention plan, end quote, according to Chief Financial Officer Rachel Ruggieri. Quote, we have already begun to take action on an inspired roadmap to build the future of Starbucks, all while staying true to our mission of uplifting communities through a shared love for coffee and further extending our coffee leadership and innovation, Schultz told Investor Day attendees. The event introduced newly named CEO Laxman Narasimhan to the investment community. He officially joined Starbucks on October 1st. Globally, Starbucks expects to operate 45,000 stores by the end of 2025, increasing to 55,000 locations by 2030. Business Insight. One important innovation eliminates the need for baristas to scoop from containers of ice when making tea. Beverages account for more than 60% of the company's more than $29 billion in sales. Making tea and coffee is the core competency. Starbucks is one of the top tea retailers in the world, selling more than $2 billion in packaged and food service tea. To please customers, Starbucks introduced thousands of variations to what was once a simple list of ingredients. The result is an increased workload and wait times for customers. Baristas complain that the task has become impossibly complex and stressful. Workers have voted to join unions in hundreds of locations to address these concerns. Wages in the U.S. currently average $17 per hour at Starbucks, with baristas earning from $15 to $23 per hour. Weather and war combined this spring to boost exports of Indians' orthodox tea quite significantly. Exports increased by 22% through June to 97 million kilos, up by more than 10 million kilos over the same period in 2021. Most of the increase was due to spiking demand for orthodox tea, which accounted for 49 million kilos, 
an increase of 9 million kilos compared to the previous years. In past years, Germany and Japan purchased large quantities of Orthodox tea, but sales to both the EU and Asia are down. Exports to Japan fell by almost 11% during the first half of the year. Exports to Germany declined 10%, and shipments to the UK were down 2.5%, below the same period in 2021, according to statistics provided by the Tea Board of India. Mohit Argwal, director of Asia Tea Group, says, quote, The orthodox tea market is at an all-time high. The market is booming in Iran for Indian Orthodox teas. Orthodox tea production could reach an all-time high. Sri Lanka produces half of the black loose-leaf tea processed using traditional Orthodox methods. The process involves plucking mainly by hand, withering, rolling, and drying. Orthodox teas produce a rich colored liquor and distinctive flavor during oxidation and fermentation. Tea processed in this time-proven way is brisk and bright and takes on a multi-layered flavor profile. People, quote, taste, end quote, orthodox teas and, quote, drink CTC. Rolling and shaping are critical steps that lend a distinctive twist or pearl or pressed leaf. Tea production in Sri Lanka has declined by 18.6%, about 35 million kilos, and may not recover, leading to a potential deficit of 60 million kilos, which would be the lowest crop since 1996. If that is the case, demand for Indian Orthodox will encourage increased production to fill the gap. Orthodox tea totaled only 113 million kilos of the 1,344 million kilos India processed last year. Sri Lanka's Minister of Plantations told attendees at this week's annual general meeting of the Tea Exporters Association, quote, Sri Lanka once led the world in tea exports, but in the past decade, China, India, and Kenya have overtaken us, so we are in fourth in relation to production quantity. But Ceylon tea is still renowned as the highest quality tea. Our export income has not decreased. We recorded $695 million by the end of July. End quote. Exports are down almost 10% to 148 million kilos for the first half of the year, a 14.5 million shortfall compared to 2021. Arvinda and Intheraman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending 10th September 2022. The Tea Board of India has just announced the last dates for plucking for North India. Darjeeling, Sikkim, Himachal Pradesh, and Uttarakhand will have to stop plucking from December 3rd. Most of Assam and the Northeast India from December 10th. Kachar, Barak Valley, Tripura, the Tarai, and Doors from December 17th. In auction, sale 36 saw good demand in Kolkata for all tea types, but prices were lower this week. Exporters were active for Orthodox tea. Darjeeling saw slight improvement in prices from the previous week, but it's significantly lower compared to the same time last year. 
Guwahati saw good demand too, with prices nearly same as last week. Assam is enjoying good weather and crop, and the outlook remains positive for the rest of the season. In the south, Kochi auctions were closed due to the state festival owner. Kunur auctions were on, and CTC dust did well here in both sale volume and prices. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, qtradetees.com. This week, T-Biz travels to Sri Lanka to assess the condition of a resilient tea industry following an unsettling spring marred by high unemployment in the aftermath of the COVID pandemic. For several months, tens of thousands protested the inflation-driven cost of food and shortages of basics, including fuel, cooking gas, and electrical power. The upheaval led to the resignations of both the Prime Minister in May and the nation's president, who fled the country in July. Sri Lanka has been facing its worst economic crisis since gaining independence. Following on from the pandemic, many industries on the island have ceased to exist due to the political and economic difficulties. The island's tea industry continues to battle on. This is Dananja Silva, and I sit down with Dr. Roshan Rajadure, the managing director from Haley's Plantations, managing agents for Kalania Valley, Talavakele, and Horana Plantations, PLC to discuss how his plantations have adapted and continue to produce tea given the economic hardships. In what ways did the COVID pandemic restrictions show Sri Lanka's plantation sector to be resilient and adaptive? The plantation sector has a legacy of over 150 years of very well-organized, centralized management structure. So when this pandemic situation uh, suddenly came up, the government imposed a three-day curfew, which we had to abide by. But from the fourth day onwards, we quickly got on board and things were as normal as normal could be. Normally, we manufactured and made arrangements to send our produce to the uh, producer Kalambu and to ship it out. The moment we got wind of this uh, pandemic situation, we put in place a series of measures. First, of course, we made the people aware of what this is all about. And we had an influx of people from Kalabu and outstations uh, flowing back to their states. So we made sure that everybody who came, their names were recorded. And if necessary, if we were suspect cases, we had isolation quarters. We isolated them for 14 days. We kept the medical and other authorities informed because the organized sector has 1 million people living in a community-style uh, village-style uh, setup uh, in close confines. But to manifest, uh, what I'm saying is up to about end of last year, we didn't have a single casualty arising out of COVID. That is because we put in measures, as I said, identifying people from coming from outside, making people living inside aware of the pandemic. 
we did uh, fumigating and providing of medicine medicine and most importantly what we did was to ensure that people didn't have to congregate that they didn't have to go to bazaars and townships so we made sure that we brought the food packed it and gave it practically to their doorstep and there was a group of people who had no other means of earning or income and we paid them on time although last year was not a good year we ensured that their wages were paid and as a means of helping the people in this situation we sort of opened out our industry for people who came from colombo and elsewhere uh, we allowed them to pluck areas that we could not manage with our regular workforce so the family unit had more opportunities to earn more and we had another system called the revenue share model we sort of expanded on it so there were a lot of people who didn't want to be workers registered workers nor were, were they workers but they got into the sort of earning pool of the family and thereby they were able to enhance their family income and also we got organized the large food suppliers like the government uh, warehouse system and brought in food in lorries and we had stocks for two or three months but what is important thing is that we ensured that the workers didn't have to go out and thereby spread this covid so we had a very very tough uh, and a very well disciplined uh, control system and to the credit of workers i must say they cooperated fully they listened to the management they followed the advice of health departments so that's the success of the long years of practice the plantation sector has in managing crises like this how did adaptations forced by the pandemic help hailey's prepare for the political turmoil of 2022 there is no work to go back to the uh, construction industry where their males were employed youth were it has crashed and also the eateries and small hotel right so all the people who came back to their states all our company system we have uh, made available opportunities for employment like for example we pay the workers to uh, remove weeds and we will pay you by the kilo rate so that is a very good <laughs> intervention and people who don't want to go and do uh, sort of plucking or harvesting work they go to the field remove the weeds and we pay them on weight we then convert that to compost once the compost is made we make holes and incorporate the bulk manure and the compost into the soil so that it enhances the soil fertility so what you're saying is that this 150 year old industry that has been the backbone of the sri lanka economy continues to be that because workers who are who are from plantation backgrounds who've worked in you know whether it be hotels construction they've again once again come back to live on the estate actually dananje employment is only part of the solution that we provided because we had influx of workers that it actually stretched our uh, services but we made sure that we accommodated them uh, that we looked after them in terms of food supply because there was no food because of covid uh, yeah. interdistrict curfew and of restrictions so our managers went out got curfew passes they really did a great job on the ground i mean they volunteered they could have waited and said look we don't want to expose ourselves but every company every manager every planter took it about himself to look after his community under his charge food medicine other way with all everything was provided and absolutely no breakdown and ours is the only industry right throughout even up to now with all the challenges we are maintaining the industry as it was before lot of challenges lot of stress lot of issues but we still maintain the industry as it was fuel shortages have crippled and decimated many sectors of the country what provisions and adaptations have hailies made to ensure the smooth running of operations after the crisis came on definitely we have taken uh, radical measures to reduce the, uh, the running of uh, unnecessary trips and vehicles 
We have mapped out all the roads, each division, and identified the shortest routes. We have some innovations, like we introduced zip lines before the crisis, but it came in handy now. We can save about 90 kilometers a day because it has to do a circuitous route. So it's sort of eco-friendly and it does not use fossil fuel. We do eco-friendly management. Now our managers and assistant managers are provided with good bicycles and now they are resorted to more walking. Our managers and workers and staff are given, given their 110% to support us in this time. And one area that you touched on there was actually moving tea from estates down to Colombo. There, there has been some disruption. How are you working through that situation? Because the logistics are provided from, from, from outside of the estate. What we do is we provide some fuel, uh, measured fuel to take the tea down to Colombo and even for firewood supplies because we need firewood to uh, run our dryers. So we assist them in some form because of the fuel shortage and the and the resultant firewood shortage. So we are trying to harvest within the permitted procedure uh, firewood that is already grown on the estate for this purpose, like thinning out branches, uh, reducing some excessive shade and all those initiatives and energy efficient measures we have used, relying more on hydropower, relying, we are trying to put, uh, we have put almost uh, 60 to 70% of our roofs in solar so all, all those things didn't happen after the crisis, but these are interventions that happened before, which now has a beneficial use for us right at this moment. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of TBiz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the TBiz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.